Welcome, 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 podcast listeners, to an absolutely brand new year. It is 2022. You are here for the Fret Talk podcast. It is. It should be episode number 229, but we split the last one into two parts. So this is now episode number 230 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are joined by a cornucopia of West Midland lads. You are joined, first of all, by... Oh my gosh, it's Josh. Happy 3rd of January, everyone. Woohoo! Oh, this is being I mean, filmed on the 3rd of January. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's a little peek behind the curtain straight away. This is, yeah, we are, nary are we a week into the new year and we are recording still. Um, we have not got a mat this week, um, but I think as a, as a solidarity, we will go, Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. And who is that? That's a third person. Uh, it's it's difficult to tell you you two apart. You are looking very similar, very similar. I mean, I'm not too far behind. I'll be honest. <laughs> give, like, give it a couple of years, and I will be there. But it's Mr. Ollie Miles of Ollie Miles Bloody Music. Hey, oh, hey, but not only Ollie Miles Music, but you have you have ventured into some bandy band band work haven't you yeah i've transcended so i'm now of ollie miles music and neptune rain booyah i think last time you were on we were taught you were kind of in the infancy of starting that uh starting that journey with neptune rain because they were they were like already pretty established by the time you got there but then you've kind of you've hit the ground running and you've you've really started kind of ramping it up recently haven't you yeah, so the the band was never able to gig when I joined um, because they they essentially started at the start of all of the stuff that's going on. So they started the band, wrote some songs, recorded a few <laughs> yeah. songs, and then went into lockdown. I mean... And then I joined. So One way of doing it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was, um, I joined like 18 months into their journey and no gigs had been played. So, I mean... For for all intents and purposes, you you are kind of one of the one of the pioneers of of that band in terms of like the actual like band as a band. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like even during lockdown, you guys did like a virtual kind of gig thing, didn't you? Yeah, so we did we did a couple like one for um, BBC Airwaves, which I think was BBC Gloucester, um, and it was just like we performed i think four or five of our songs so but at that point it was like neptune rain with ollie miles okay so you i wasn't officially in the band at that point i was like a friend helping is it like featuring is it a bit like yeah. all of those songs in the 90s where it was like like santana <laughs> featuring rob thomas and yeah it's a bit it was a bit like, like yeah, neptune rain and special thanks to ollie for playing guitar on this for us um, yeah so I did that, and then we did another one, which was basically the same thing again. Um, and then we just spent months hidden away in rehearsals. And yeah, really tightening things. Up. I, I remember yeah. seeing a couple of posts, actually, because uh, you'd, you'd been down to Pirate, didn't you? Yeah, oh, God, Pirate. <laughs> pirate Yar. Studios. Um, yeah, I mean, just just a bit of a context for, uh, for people who aren't in the West Midlands. Uh, BBC Gloucester is kind of like semi-local radio. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's like the the local division of is it the, the BBC. They all speak funny down there. They do all speak funny down there. Gloucester. 
Yeah. Indeed. Oh. So, <laughs> Indeed. so you. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, none more Brummy will be this episode. It will just oh. be. It will be completely, completely Midland centric. It's uh, Boston, is what it is. <laughs> Take it off, Mom. in a Liverpool shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, so, sorry, I'm writing here, because I'm, I'm also writing down a, a, an episode title here, because I think, Ooh. I think, possibly, we're going to be Boston 8. It's Boston 8. Boston 8. Boston. Although, I might have to cross Give you five pound. I, I think I might have had that as a, um, as a podcast title before, but I will, I will double check, because I think if... Just to, that... conf- just to confuse people, go, oh, hey, the lads. <laughs> <That's>, what? <laughs> But, talk um, amongst yourselves. But yeah, we'll so... We'll, we'll speak in Somerset accent. Somerset. Somerset. Well, it's like I'm back with the band. Somerset. Or Brist- Bristol. Bristolian. Yeah. So, so, uh, so you've, you've taken that journey from kind of just rehearsals. Now, now everything started to open up a bit more uh, within the UK. You have, uh, you've actually popped that... Um, that cherry, haven't you? The uh, yeah, it's been great fun. The live gig cherry, and you've done uh, what a way to do it. It's like it's it's a bit a bit like um, like when you when you're a sixteen year old lad and you you do eventually become a man and then start <laughs> becoming a man with as many things as possible. It's 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 almost like the gigging of equivalent of that, isn't it? Yeah. So like it's been. I think the last time I gigged before last year was. August 2019. Okay. Like, okay. It's been a long time since I gigged. Um, but we spent like months and months and months in rehearsals. Yeah. Because um, we couldn't do anything else. So we were like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, and it's really interesting because when I started, we were in a room playing all the back and track and clicks for the PA. Yeah. And it's like, okay. I was like, how, how are you going to do this live? And they're like, I, I don't know. We, we'd not, it's like it, they hadn't, gone that far ahead yeah so i just took the mantle of tech guy Mini and mixer. now we're we're all running in ears and i've got like a rack um called miss riggy um <laughs> nice nice uh yes yeah, so we've got miss riggy who runs in ears and has like a digital mixer and we've got like a full-on in-ear setup which is awesome okay. um and, 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 and you do yeah you're doing like a similar thing where you're running like you're running a backing track and then um, I assume the the drummer gets like metronome counts to that, but obviously front of house doesn't. Yeah, so we we all get metro. We basically all get anything we want. Okay, um, and we basically split everything off into two signals. So we get one signal. The front of house gets their own completely dry version, and we get our own little mix. That's that's really everything. cool. So, yeah. so, so, what kind of technology are you using to run that? You've said Miss Riggy, but that explain <laughs> Miss Miss Riggy a little bit more for us. Apart from okay, so I've got <laughs> so the rig. So it's not an X thirty two; it's one of the X Airs because I'm uh, yeah. I can't afford an X. I'd love an X thirty two, but I can't afford an X thirty two. So you um, so you calm calm down a little bit. What the fuck's an X thirty two or an X Air? What what's uh, going so on? Uh, like Behringer's digital mixers, they're like rack mounted. Okay, yeah. Um, I think I know the so, one, like sil- like silver with a black kind of front plate. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they look like glorified stage boxes. 
Yeah, 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 cool. Um, so we've kind of got a XLR splitter that we go put everything into yeah. from sources, and we're we're using all um, two notes stuff for the guitars as well. Okay. So we're not miking up any cabs. We're using like um, Captor X's. So okay, we have okay. the same feed every night. Um, yeah. And then it goes into the rack, splits off. Um, one side in the rack goes into the mixer, yes. which then splits off into the in-ears and I can um, control it all with my MacBook. And then um, one side just goes to front house, completely dry. Mixing guy can do whatever he wants to it. And we're completely unaffected. We get a good mix every night. We're not at the... Uh, the malleable hands of a, a dodgy sound guy, and that's it, isn't it? Like, but even, like, even if the sound guy is a, a decent sound guy, even if yeah. he's a sound guy, um, <laughs> you you are at the at the absolute. Yeah, I mean, well done, Josh. That was the bum bum, <laughs> the, the, the silent bum bum teach there. Um, you you're at the at the hands of like all of the variables of that night, like in terms of. Um, like who's in the room can affect what, like, like how the uh, the the monitors are, are affected, and like how how your amps respond to the room, and and so on and so forth. Yeah, massively. If you've got lots of fat people, they absorb all the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why have I suddenly got no bottom end on this? Yeah, fat yeah. people. Fat people, all the bottom end. That's the bottom ends on the audience. Oh dear, I imagine that I am soaking up a bit more, a bit more of the bottom end these days, especially after Christmas. I tell you, it's the time of year for it. It is. Yeah, it's been it's been a really interesting. We've played all over the place. One of my claims to fame is that one of the venues we played at is where Spice Girls recorded "Wannabe." I mean. It's not exactly genre. Um, oh, I'm I'm loving it. It's amazing. But, but that is that's really cool. Uh, so yeah. you've you've uh, you've gone from like nothing since 2019 yeah. to essentially like a mini tour of the country. Yeah, and to finish off the year, we got played on the Radio One Rock Show as well. And that's really which cool. Was so again, awesome. putting that in context, so like BBC Radio Gloucester is like very very local radio. Yeah. Um, Whereas the the, um, B, the Radio One Rock Show, like Radio One, is national. It's yeah, you'd say top five kind of radio stations across the country. Yeah, it, like kind of fighting for that top spot, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty. It's like slim, slim margin between all of them. But yeah. the the Radio One Rock Show is the biggest rock show in the UK. Yeah, there isn't anything. There's no dedicated rock show bigger than that. Mm. And uh, we were on it uh, Boxing Day, so like a week ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like That's a pretty cool day as well, like considering yeah. not many people are going to be gonna be out and about. So yeah, he's, he's got he's quite nuts. a captive audience. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, just swing back to that that rig that you were talking about with uh, Miss yeah. Riggy running. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. So we've got, so what are we saying? Like two, is it two guitarists, a bassist, singer and drummer? Drums and um, backing tracks as well. And backing tracks as well. So like we have a lot of like synths and stuff. So we just stick all those on a backing track. And Okay. And are they, are they recorded prior to the time or are they kind of sequenced 
uh, like um, synth tracks. So we we do have the our drummer does have like a like a trigger pad like the SPD thing. Yeah. So eventually we will be using that to like trigger each song. But all the gigs we've played so far have been on like a really strict time schedule. Yeah. And it's been like to stop the the gaps from going on too long in between songs. I've literally I've got a logic session yeah. called Neptune Rain Live that I just press start and then and it, it, it yeah, just it plays. Up. And then we get a count in on the song. So if like Kieran, the singer, still talking, yeah, it shuts he's got to wrap up. up what he's doing real quick so the next <laughs> song can start because he's got no choice. It's happening. I mean, that- we do that with Ramlide to be fair because ours is very similar, like all our keys, so like kind of like sequence at the same time. So yeah, we have it to the point of where there is literally no talking between any song. It's just bang, 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 bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like, like me in my twenties. That was. <laughs> Uh, You're now, a liar. It, now it's more yeah. bang bang done sleep. <laughs> really, two. Two I, bangs. I, yeah, I'm, I am a master. That's, what, what can I say? Quality, not quantity. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it. Two two quality bangs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seemed. It, I, I I wanted to swing back to that because it's like since since uh, we've last spoken as well. I've um, I, I've joined a. A, a very low low, uh, low technology version of a like a, a tribute covers band, uh, and right. I'm just I'm just kind of wrapping my head around like the the complete stark contrasts to that uh, because like obviously with with us we're a like a covers outfit, um, nothing like we we are just five people and all is done on instruments in, in front of us. We get the complete complete opposite where. Uh, like a lot of the venues that we do don't have anything and we we have to set up log pa and everything yeah. so we get a little bit of the um a, a little bit more control over the sounds and we've we've got we've got a guy who does the sound for us who's absolutely ace and knows knows exactly what we need and like really caters for us um but like it's like worlds apart in terms of gigging, like really, really worlds apart. Yeah. Like there's a lot like with, with us, it's really kind of free form and flowing. And there's that time for the repartee with the, uh, with the crowd. And like you're saying with yours, it's the complete opposite where it's everything is a, a strict time. And you have to like, like even the kind of the, the little crowd interaction parts are, <laughs> like scheduled almost oh uh, yeah we we had like a we had like a script to begin with yeah that we were going from like it, it's just so because it's being we're, we're either the opening band or we're the second band on yeah, yeah. Like most of the time we've done one headline gig so far um and each time it's like we've got to make the biggest impression in the shortest amount of time yeah 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 and the more talking there is the less imp- the less impression you're making, so it's like we need to squeeze as much energy as we can in the half an hour, forty minutes, whatever it is, just to like, so people come to the merch stand after and buy a CD. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that it is. I, I, I giggle, but it's what it's about, isn't it? You yeah. Uh, it's like me, me and Josh have loads and loads of conversations about that that kind of thing on YouTube is is what we're we're talking about is is yeah. like maximizing the impact of each of the things that we do because we're not massive we're not like a uh that pedal show or a jhs or anyone like that so we've got to really 
really hone our craft when it comes to creating these videos. Yeah. Um, and to do that, it's 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 a very like very similar thing. You need to get like the the impact of what you're doing straight in there straight away. Yeah. Um. So the 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 room for cutting the fluff, like re- it really resonates with that kind of thing as well. Yeah. Uh, this that's, yeah. It's, it's very similar, just in a different environment. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's got, you got to get your point across as quickly as you can, but not make it too obvious that that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and how have you found that in terms of? Because you say you you had a script to start off with. Yeah. Um, like I'm think, thinking about that. It, it seems like it could, if you're not careful, go towards a, like a kind of robotic um, performance almost. Yeah, so, I mean. For us, it was kind of the script was like it started off as like this is exactly what we're saying. It's like the first gig. Yeah, this was exactly what we're saying, and then it's become as we got more used to the set. Yeah, you kind of just say, you know what you need to say in that time period. So like normally the first gap is how you guys doing. Yeah, you know shout out to these bands for having us. Second gap is go and find us at the merch table. Third third gap is you know so so on so forth. Yeah. Um, so it's not exactly the same every every night, um, but we're just aware that each point has yeah. its like we know what order we're putting the points in. So yeah. it's just kind of structured. In it's the almost same like way what do we're doing set. here, isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, a little bit. Like, like not not letting the uh, the audience peek behind the curtain a little little too much there. But <laughs> this this stuff, it's not scripted word for word because that would be an absolute. It'd be a chore every week yeah. trying to do an hour's worth of like script for talking. But we are we've got like the the beats of what's going on. We've got like this is going to happen first, then it's going to be this, and then it's going to be. So we've got our talking points already like set and and sorted before we uh, before we hit that record button. And we even like we we have a chance to go through those those beats before just so we've got a heads up and we can. It kind of facilitates yeah. the uh, the conversation with um, with with the podcast. Yeah, I think like any any brand or artist or anything like that that doesn't have some sort of structure when they make something, you can tell pretty much instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they are winging it, and it's not a good kind of you can tell. Well, I mean, some people can do that. Like for some people. They have got that ability to to be able to like come up with things just on the spot and yeah. make it really really entertaining and re- and those are the kind of people who like are so enigmatic. You could walk into a room and you know that that person is uh, is there. But for us mere mortals, everyone else, you <laughs> you've got to have that kind of that that idea and and in in your head as well. You've got to uh, to stop yourself having that. Kind of almost like anxiety, not not quite as. Um, yeah, you just got If you go go in prepared, yeah. you know you kind of know what to expect. Yeah, it's absolutely that. Um, so, in terms of your set list, has have you like had to like move songs about and tweak that in terms of like to get the that maximum impact of um, like you, like if you like started with your first couple of gigs and you go, oh this. This song doesn't quite hit hit as nicely as we thought there or whatever. Um, I think 
we kind of got that all out in rehearsal because we spent so long in rehearsal that we take you know we take a month off rehearsal because yeah. we're in lockdown. We'd go back, we play it again. You go, oh, maybe that doesn't feel too right. Yeah, and we just sit and we tweak, and the set hasn't changed that much because um, we don't have any extra songs we can put in. We're literally playing every song we have in a single set. Yeah. Um, so certain things have moved a little bit here and there. Yeah. But for the most part, it's it's been more about the the length of time in between each song. Yeah. Um, just getting that right, getting it to feel right, and we've got the structure of what song goes where. Yeah. And then just kind of filling in the gaps. Um, but it, yeah, it took it took months and months of. Is this right? No. Is that right? No. Is that right? Eh, nearly. And I suppose that's kind of. Uh, a saving grace of um, of the whole lockdown thing is that it's actually giving you that time to to focus on that stuff because it, it might have been a case where if um, like if the gigging opportunities were there and and freely available, you might have went, "We'll go and do that straight away. We need to get some gigs under our belt." But yeah, you've had that time yeah, to kind exactly of sit it. back. Um, um, that that nearly did happen as well, and um, we nearly did have some gigs back in July, but that just never. Yeah, came to pass, but um, yeah, that those nearly happened, um, and probably quite lucky that they didn't, because yeah. I think it wouldn't have been as good as we have been having had four more months practice. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, four four months of practice makes uh, makes yeah, a better product. More perfect. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> right, so. Before we move on, I think the uh, there is a really important question that we need to ask here. Yeah, so obviously me and Gear have a loving relationship. Not so much with my bank account, but <laughs> yes, like yeah. my my rig for the last three months has been an orange Rockverb fifty. Um, nice running into a Captor X with my PRS. He's still very rocking nice the... rig. Is, uh, yeah, PRS. I think. What is uh, it? The, it's the CE CE twenty four, yeah. Signed by Mark Tremonti. I think I need to think about not taking it out on too many because I'm so paranoid about it getting nicked. <laughs> yeah. Um but so I've got this gig, um I've got this rig and it's like it's awesome, I love it. Um but it's the stark contrast to my other guitarist's rig. Um he's got a guitar and an amp by a brand called Indie. It's uh Okay, he's, yeah. He's not a he's not a gearhead. He doesn't he's not he doesn't sit and Yeah. Do what we're doing right now. Um, yeah, just chatting shit about Yeah, he's he's not like massively he's not massively into gear. Um but like we're looking at sort of getting him a his first step on the proper gear ladder. You know, yeah. brands that people will recognise from a you know, reputable brands. Um without Hey, let's spending... not shit on indie here, yeah. Oh, uh, to be fair, right? I mean, the, I've, I've heard of him, and if... the, the guitar, his guitar's pretty good. Yeah, the amp, uh, if I'm honest, leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> okay, okay, especially next to a rock of Well, <laughs> yes, yeah, um, um, but yeah. So, like, we're looking to get his first step on the the gear ladder. Yeah, as it were. If you if you're gonna be upgrading that that amp, you might as yeah. well jump to. A guitar that's a little yeah. bit a little bit better known. Not necessarily for that, really, but it does 
I suppose it does give a certain gravitas, doesn't it? If yeah, you've got it's for the for the for the band as well. Like one of the things you got to think about is branding. Yeah, of you course. Know, yeah, yeah, we we played with a band called Terra Four. Um, okay, yeah. Who their guitarist? I don't know if either of you um, heard of Hacktivist. Okay. Um, their their old guitarist Tim Fee. Okay, um, is the the guy who does Terra Four. Okay. So I met Tim Fee and turned into a 14-year-old little girl um, going, <laughs> oh, I'm playing a gig with Tim Fee. Um, and he's, like, rocking stage with, like, a... I'm going to absolutely destroy the pronunciation, but... Um, Legator? Legator. Legator, thank you. Um, he's, like, rocking the stage with, like, a seven-string fan fret custom-made thing, having, like, half an hour ago... The other guitarist had an indie. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I suppose, not quite there. There's, there is a I contrast. Can, I've got a fun story about that, but we'll get on it once we've answered the question. <laughs> so, so what are we saying kind of budget-wise for, um, for our chap? Because we'll, we'll make some suggestions as to... I'd go... It's probably a little bit more, but I'd call it like 400 each. Okay, okay. okay. I was, I was, I'd, I was... I'd, go, I'd go three, 400... A little bit less, if possible. Okay. Two things straight away that I think straight away you can be straight into gigging. Got not reputable brands, but well known. One, Chapman. Chapman yeah. guitars. I've got two. They're very well priced for what they are. You yeah. can easily pick up a humbucking model for, I think, the ML1 hybrids at the moment are 375 and oh, wow. tons at the moment. Yeah. Baked maple neck, beautiful tops on them. Um, HSS. They they look the part. Yeah, and out boys, Boss Katana. Yeah. Oh, that was on it. I was um looking at getting like a, a Podgo or something. Could get a Podgo, or you could go for the um the Boss GT. Is it the GT? You know the the foot stump. Yeah, the GT core. GT core. That's yeah. The one. GT core, or even just let's say um if you're running everything through Captor X's. Yeah. You could easily just get the katana head, stick that through the Captor X, drops a good one. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Right. I, I was I was expecting you to say like five hundred for the pair. Um, so I we mean, talk- you can you can go for five. I mean, obviously, like the less the better. But so I've been a bit generous. I I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go for a cheeky cheeky bargain here. Um, which I always see, um, like really, really well priced on like the marketplace, Facebook marketplace, and like gear mm. exchanges stuff like that. Uh, Blackstar HT forty. That's that's interesting because I've had him using my HT five for the last couple of gigs, so that might just be a yeah no, the, nice and little move. The HT forty is it's that next step up because you've got the yeah the the, the twenties. Ju- yeah, I mean you could. I tend to see the 40s and the 60s going more than the 20s. Yeah, um, I think more people buy those for some unknown reason. Well, they're like seen as more gigable, aren't they? 20, yeah. 20 watts is not nec- it's, it's one of those that's kind of here, neither here nor there. Oh, funny we should say that for £200 sterling, that's what, about $250 for our American listeners, yeah. I got a Friedman. I got a Friedman mini head and it kicks fucking ass. 
Is that the uh, the the BE Mini? Yeah, yeah. Is it good? It is. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> it's it was I got it for two hundred quid last week, brand new, and it's it is literally like it is literally like this big. It's tiny, but yeah. it's thir- it's thirty watts and it fucking kicks. Yeah, it's, yeah. So like wattage isn't a big thing to us because we run everything to play well, anyway. It. Like it's a. But we yeah. could we can do silent if we want. That's what I was thinking. Like, I, go. I I was running it through um, a cab sim on both my Cortex, and I did it through uh, Logic as well, doing cab sims. Yeah. And it, it was just I was getting straight out Mastodon sounds <laughs> out of it, and I was just like, oh. And for two hundred quid, bargain. Yeah, that's that's pretty nice. I'm not gonna lie. Or you can get the diesel. There's a Bogner. There's a Hughes and Kettner, and I think they're all two hundred quid. Yeah, those are those. Are, I might have to look into those for him. Indeed. Um, I'd also suggest maybe the HX Stomp if you go in, like if you can do silent, because that yeah, gives so you silent. Silent is an option. Um, yeah, he doesn't run a lot of effects, but he does run like a couple. Um, yeah, chorus, a delay. Yeah, <laughs> he has like a volume swell, so like. I mean that Something could all be that, done in the in the unit itself then as well. Yeah. So obviously it, space is a big thing for us as well. That that cuts down on space. Like any of those floor kind of units. Yeah. Like the core, the um the stomp, uh or the head rush. Is it the the, uh, the, yeah. the oh, they've yeah. got like two versions, like the gig board and the something else board. And the smaller one is like comparable to stomp. But like, like no, maybe I should maybe this... I should just buy a quad cortex and selling my HX stomp then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, if that's an option, that's an option, isn't it? <sighs> and this is Josh <laughs> making serious serious noise for me to edit out here. Ah, uh, I'm so jealous. Uh, but so yes, jealous. He's, yeah, he's, he was fondling his cortex. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think. Uh, like if you go for if you go for a a black star HT series like the HT forty HT sixty, I saw an HT sixty I think the other day for about I think it was one hundred and sixty pound, which what? is ridiculous. It is absolutely what? ridiculous. So I'm saying f- for like two fifty you could get a forty or a sixty, hmm. and that will sort you like for any gig as well. Yeah. Uh, because, like, if for whatever reason you had to, like, there wasn't an option for you to go with Miss Miss Giggy. Miss Riggy. <laughs> Riggy, sorry. Um, and you had to, like, backline it. There's your option. Um, yeah. And it's just cheap as chips. And I think, in like, the sound that your band go for as well, it would pair quite well. Yeah, like I say, um, we kind of, because his amp's pretty big, I think it's a two, it's either a 210 or a 212, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. But we played a gig local to me at a place called Paradiddles. Oh, and nice. I kid you not, the stage uh, was, what was it? It was seven foot by nine foot. Nice. Or something like that. It was, I don't think it was even that big. Mate. It could have been like, yeah, I can't, I can't remember what it was, but it was tiny. It was like, you couldn't fit all of us on the stage. Much, and I brought, my HT, I, I brought my HT5. Yeah. So we were like, your your amp takes up 
most of the stage. Between that and the drum kit, we're not getting on here. So I've got a picture of yeah. it was a orange four by ten. <laughs> my my oversized black star one twelve. Yeah. The Rockerverb fifty and then the HT five all in a single stack. Nice. And right. it was awesome. I mean, like, in the defense of the HT5, I have been running that back line for my um, my covers gigs. I, I've got the... Um, I've got the PD- They're loud as hell. They are, yeah, yeah. And it's just about keeping up with... Like, it's, it just about peaks over the drummer, and then you've yeah. you've got the mic as well to, to bring up the, the volume for the front of house. Yeah. Um, and the the quality of it as well like the yeah. the tonal quality of it when you're cranking the balls off it's really really quite quite nice i've got one of the um it's a proper early one i think mine's like a 2009 model it's it's like it's oh. a proper early black star the one I bought it one from, 10 is it no it's a, just a um just a head oh is it, it the, the, the 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 badge basic? fell off it years ago like <laughs> yes, it's yes yes but i don't think i've ever changed the valves in it no um I think because the the power ramp section is not quite a full valve power ramp. No, it's not. It's it's using it's using the the valve but not in a not in a traditional setup. It's like a Marshall valve state kind of vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of it's it's more towards the valve uh, valve send than that because it runs through a power ramp valve, but it yeah. it doesn't quite run it in the same way. It's it's that it's that sort of um, vibe though that it's not completely yeah. valve, but it's somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what they get a, a whole bunch of shit from people. Uh, yeah. But actually, they sound really. They good. sound ace. They really do, and especially if you you get in the chance to like crank the bollocks off the uh, the HC five, they really do kick out. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh God, Josh, Josh, why are you doing this to me, man? Because you need to get one. Because no, in serious, you can run a full band off this. Yeah, I've been I've, I've been convincing our bass player that he needs a dark glass as well. That's been my latest project. Uh, all the dark glass stuff's built into this. I know, so, but I want him to buy a dark glass just for the fun of it. So, so, so <laughs> one think... guitarist, two guitarist, bassist, and your vocalist all run through this. You can all all into Logic, but it is fifteen hundred quid. There you go. So if you all PayPal kind of... credit. You you all chip in a little bit because it's not just for you; it's for the other guitarists as well and for the bases. <laughs> and if you've got, uh, say, if you've got a MacBook, then you can run MIDI yeah. out. You can have it so the MIDI out will do all the sequence changes for yeah, you. It triggers on all of the changes for like the patches oh. and stuff. Oh. oh, don't do that to me! I mean, that, don't that do that to me. Sounds like the way forward there, Ollie. That, like you, you will have absolutely no stage issues again if it's all running out of a quad cortex. like the quad cortex is like what the third of a size of an amp like it's if, it's about the that... same size as my macbook pro so it's about yeah, what, 15 it's, 15 inches or so yeah it's about 14 15 inches isn't it yeah oh. <laughs> yeah i'm sure, there's a, joke. I'm sure there's a joke there and, um, we're all about we're all about Gerpy have Dixon. them in stock right now funnily enough <laughs> <laughs> so there you go ollie that is that's your solution Tell, yeah, tell the other guitarist to save his money um, and you'll chip some in and the bassist still chips some in and then what ends up happening is you have a uh, a whole band quad cortex. Yeah, and that's the thing, because when I record, I use um, 
neural DSP stuff anyway. I, yeah. I record using the um, Omega plugin. All of the presets that are on the neural DSP plugins on a future update, you can put straight onto yeah, the Cortex. Nice. I know. I knew they were doing that. Um, but like, I can get the Omega. Like, I can do that on there. So, right. Let's, something I was thinking about anyway. Let's move it on, gents, because we are about half an hour into a podcast, and we've. Whoops. We, <laughs> no, it's all, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I didn't. I didn't mention a guitar. Just any Ibanez. Any Ibanez will do. Like any Ibanez. Yeah, yeah. Like af, after buying, I was thinking Epiphone, like a, a nice, like the the classic. Okay, okay. Yeah. He, he's a single-cut kind of guy. Okay, yeah, go for that. Um, Josh, 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 Josh. My mate. Yes. My mate. Um, last week, when this podcast is there, last week you had a, a video drop on Pedal Woods of Doom, which features the Quad Funny Cortex. Funny enough, the Quad Cortex. <laughs> yeah. Funny uh, enough. Funnily enough. Funnily enough. And it was, you know, pretty uh, inspired by your video which you did on the HX stump and reaching uh, DSP limits with within your yeah. stump. So I scoured across going, I mean, to be fair, I've gone through most of the patches that come on the Cortex anyway, but I was then deep diving ones that people have made and all these other bits and pieces and yeah. going through um, actually how much of the CPU and DSP usage was going on within the Cortex itself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, and I was just kind of also it was also an excuse to show us some of the tone, different tones that you can do as well, and all the way that the different signal paths actually affect how you use the DSP stuff. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to put everything corny in just, like, one row, it's going to be, it's like, nah, not doing that. But then if you break it up specifically and, re- and like, send it to a different signal path and things like that, you know, like how you would, like, with an amp, you know, you wouldn't put, everything in front of the amp or everything after you, you split it up and it goes to different yeah you know and and doing that sort of thing and then i also did uh made a preset on there using neural captures which are sort of like the the things that, that take up the most usage yeah and i used delays and reverbs that are also very heavy on the dsp usage yeah uh, and I was running a quad amp setup. <laughs> I was using a quad amp setup, and I was using oh, there was overdrives, there was octaves, fuzz, and a pitch shift on there as well. And I was only using seventy eight percent. Shit, man! This is this is like a massive fuck you to my dual amp setup. <laughs> like the HX stomp just about struggling a, a dual amp and a little bit of reverb and you're like But that's but that's Fuck also you. The, the point of the video is okay, yes, the quad cortex is fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah, this is why yeah, this is why it is, is yeah. like three hundred quid. Three hundred, four hundred quid. Yeah. You know, is it worth jumping up that price bracket for something like that? But again, like you know, saying to what if you wanted to, you can run <laughs> a whole agree. Band, you can run a whole band through it. Yeah, and and you're not going to be breaking sweat the DSP usage as well. Um, yeah. So uh, the preset that I made for that, if you if you're listening and you are a Quad Cortex user, the preset is on the link 
in the video or at the bottom, the description box uh, on the video. And I think it come out quite good. Yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've yet to hear it because you, you posted it straight up as a premiere. So it means that I won't get a chance to listen to it until it is out, which is tomorrow, is it? Tomorrow, yes. It will be out tomorrow. So I will, yes. I will be there on premiere at 6 p.m., is it? I will also be in the comments section there. I'll be uh, answering any questions and... Yeah, we always, we always have fun in those, don't we? We have a have a little bit of a laugh in the uh, the yeah. live chat sections. So yeah, jo- uh, join him. Uh, as giving it away, I've also bought a Freedman. I have <laughs> lost my Freedman virginity, and I've bought the BE mini head. And somebody was kind of saying to me, it's essentially like the the uh, the the BE mini pedal in, yeah. in an amp head. And yes, it, it you know it, it kind of is. But for me, it's 30 watts, which is got more than enough headroom. I mean, I've barely got it past one at home, and I was like, <laughs> um, if I want to, I can run my pod cortex through the loop on that as well, and then use, basically use it as a power ramp. Yeah. And then I've also used it already by guitar going in the front and then the guitar coming out of the return no at, yeah out of the send sorry into my interface and mic and then mic'd it up on neural dsp and it's fat as fuck <laughs> it's it's got more it's got more fatness to it than miss giggy <laughs> <laughs> and i've also bought a new fuzz pedal uh, another ooh, one oh, 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 oh tell me tell me more oh, I have got a Gojira FX Meat Boy Fuzz with stupid sexy Flanders on the front of it. <laughs> of course you have, yeah. I remember this. Oh, nice. I was just scrolling through Facebook Marketplace and somebody was selling it and it was 50 quid. I was like, yoink. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's worth it for the stupid sexy Flanders, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, sexy it, Flanders. It, it, it might not make it onto the board, but it's going to be fun. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, I can't wait to to watch that uh, that vid, man. I really can't. I've because you were you were talking about it as I was recording the last one. Anyway, you were going like, I really like that idea, and we were kind of vibing on that. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And now you've now you've talked about all of these uh, like <laughs> this quad quad amp. Oh man, it's uh, two Soldano SLO one hundred and two uh, Omega Granifiers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It, it, I've called it the meat pie. <laughs> of course you have. Oh. Of course oh, you have. The the granifier is one of is probably my favorite amp going at the moment. Um and uh I have also when we're not sure this week I will be filming two episodes of the Guitar Geeks podcast for season 2. Yes. Right, go on, go on. Give us a little bit of a, give us a little so, skinny here. What's what's the I breath? have, um, firstly on the Tuesday, yes, Tuesday, which will be the same day as my neural DSP video goes live. Um, so I'm going to be very busy Tuesday night. I have got a guitarist called Jake Wilson is coming on the show. 
Um, he's um, a guitarist and composer who does music in the West End. Um, nice. So um, he's also an artist with um, Neural DSP as well. We started getting chatting towards the end of last year. Um, and he will be on the podcast. Um, and then on the Saturday, I am filming with the main content creator uh, with Neural DSP, Stephen Ward, who does a lot of the content on the YouTube and on the Facebook pages, runs the Facebook groups. Um, he was heavily involved in, obviously, the production of the Quad Cortex and whatnot, and uh, he's coming on the podcast as well. Nice, nice. Where can we find uh, find this? It, the Guitar Geeks podcast is it? The Guitar Geeks podcast on Spotify and all streaming platforms. And they, I also published the video version on my own personal YouTube, which, as you know, is Joshy ZK. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and for unfortunately, for the viewers, can't actually see this, but there is my meat pie. Rig, as you can see, with four amps, lots of reverb and delays in full stereo. God damn. Um, God damn, indeed. So... I mean, it, it puts more, like, eight blocks maximum on the HX Dom to absolute um, shame. Yeah. Well, I think I'm one, two, one, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I'm using nine on one, just one, one row cha- alone. Yeah, one channel, yeah, yeah. Look, and so then, one, and one row alone is doing more than the entire HX dump. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And it, I think, for, say, I think for the usage that come up with that, it was about seventy-eight percent. So you could still actually add more to it if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah, that Jeff it's, Goldblum quote by that point, isn't it? Just because you can doesn't mean you well, should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so preoccupied the, the, with what they could the do. The more interesting thing was is obviously I don't want to go into too much detail because I want you guys to obviously see the video. Yeah. Uh, but my favourite patch on the quad cortex is called Toxic Synth. It's, yeah, he knows what I'm on about. Is that the one that in the Rabia video? Yes. Yeah. Because I was already looking at the quad cortex at that point, because obviously when it was announced at NAM, and then I seen that patch, and that was literally, I just went <laughs> yeah. and bought it after that patch. Cause it was the fry meme, weren't it? It was, that like, was it. I, I lost it, and the first thing I did when I got it was I put that preset on, and I was jamming <laughs> to that, and I was stuck for hours. But it uses up pretty much every block apart from six or seven. And it was actually running less CPU than my meat pie one. Wow. Nice. And it was using more of the effects. Yeah. Which kind of just goes... That's insane. It blows my mind. It. I I mean, I've spoken a lot about it on the podcast, but I every week I'm just blown away by how good it is. Indeed, and and I I think we need to we need to explore it. We need to keep exploring and see if we can finally get to the point, the breaking point of the DSP with that. Yeah, I I think when we eventually meet up and we put a rig together on it, and I said in the video that we're going to be meeting up, that we're going to build our own rigs on it and actually yeah. jam out with it, and then we're going to actually see how far we can push it. Absolutely. Shimmer, shimmer reverbs and stereo delays. That's what I <laughs> yeah. do it, right? That's, that's how yeah. you do it. 
the reverbs I used on that one, I think, were all reverbs. And I used, I think I used tape delays, I think. Okay. I remember. Actually, no, I can, I, if I just actually flick up on it, it'll tell me exactly what I've put on there. So I've got a poly octaver, and it says which is based on the uh, electro harmonics pug. Uh, uh, compressor. This is both on each channel, by the way. So there's two of each of these. Uh, a nine band EQ. I engage the nine band EQ and the compressor for the lead two. Uh, a clan centaur. My electro harmonics Octavix capture. The SLO 100 mic'd up uh, with uh, a Zilla V30 cab. Yeah, hall reverbs. Uh, Granifier with Mick from Slipknot's preset, so it's thick. Nice. Um, yeah, and the delay. Nice. Nice. Oh, I need one so bad. Right. You're gonna have to get. Well, you're gonna have to get Nept- uh, Neptune's Rain to all. Oh, fuck up the name. Neptune's Neptune, Rain. Yeah. And, Neptune Rain. And, yeah. and, and, my memory shit. Uh, <laughs> and have to like just ball put your money in and get one. I'll just do it on, like, nine-month finance or something. I paid for it in one go, to be fair. I sold my angle and I sold my ESP for it. I got, I don't, I got nothing I want to sell. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> well, I, did, I didn't want to sell my angle, but, you know, Needs when must, this yeah. came out, I was like, this is going to be the game-changer of the yeah. guitar world. Absolutely. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick wrap up of my week because we are pretty much at fifty minutes at the moment. <laughs> so I'm just gonna do a quick wrap up of of what I've been up to this week, and then we're gonna go onto a little a little sneaky quiz and maybe do a one news one news because I don't think we've got got time for both. Um, I released a video on the Behringer GDI twenty one, which may mean nothing absolutely fuck all to you but you have definitely seen this pedal it's a a kind of blue plastic monstrosity which is based on uh the sansamp uh like guitar driver i think it's called like the basically like three presets of like a british uh a tweed and a californian amp extrapolate what you will from that information <laughs> i'm pretty sure in your mind's eye, you you can see what amps those are pointing towards. Um, it's also got like three gain settings for each. So it's got clean, which only ever works as clean for the tweed. Everything else clean means a bit crunchy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you've got um, like clean, high gain, and then mod, which is crunchy, crunchy bits. Um, the 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 mod version is based on like a hot rodded modded version of the amp so it's like even more gain you've also then got on top of that like um mic placements for the um for the like this quote unquote guitar amp so it's it's like really a, an in-depth piece of kit um and what's really cool about it as well it's got a uh, both like in and out, like jack in and outs, but it's also got an XLR out, so you can run it di- like direct into the desk, balanced. Really cool, very uh, handy. Uh, so I've done I've done two videos on that. When this comes out, uh, the f- 
second of, of those videos will will be out. So like the first one is already out. The second one will uh, will have been out on Friday. Um, basically, because it's like such an expansive unit, uh, I run through the tonal options of it, like all of the gain and, and like the the two band EQ, and then just run the tweed settings. Uh, and by that point, I like I cut it off and then go into the next video, and then run like the Brit and the Cali sounds and like kind of shoot them off against each other because they're they're basically doing the same thing, which is like the the gain channels. Um. Really, really interesting piece of kit because it's it's based on like a sans amp. You expect it to be able to go like direct into a desk um, with very little, uh, very little tweaking. Like the the sans amp bass driver um, is very much that. Like people run run that as their um, as their like direct direct in rig. The guitar version has got really really awkward upper mid kind of top end detail which it it's really good for the high gain stuff and quite good for the clean stuff but the in between stuff it's really it sounds like really like odd and compressed um so i've been looking at ways of touring to like soften that up and i've tried running running it through like cab sims afterwards to see if that will like kind of push it through a more guitar centric filter um and it's not quite not quite there yet but what i've learned from uh from these videos is that these pedals have got like a massive cult following um and i've had like r- loads of really cool people like chip in on on this video and like in on the um on the forums that i've posted it on as well giving me some really cool advice um so I'm going to have a bit of play with that one. And I might I might end up doing this like tonal exploration video for Pedal Boards of Doom with that one. Seeing if I can get this really, like, really cheap Sans Amp clone to sound like top notch. Because it's just, it's, it's almost there. It's so close, but it's not quite there just yet. And I don't, I'm not quite sure how to get it there yet. Um, but I, I'm reveling in that challenge. A 10-band EQ in the front just to... I mean, that that's a possibility. And I can, I can do that. Uh, I can run that through the the HX stomp. I've got all manner yeah. of log EQ options through that. I've also got, as you can see behind me, I've got a fair few pedals, which I can... Try like shaping the front ends with as well. So oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a play about with it and see see what is what. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. And and it seems like I've unearthed this little Pandora's box of like pedal cult just by having <laughs> this one pedal. Um, but I've I've also been doing some recording for Pedal Boards of Doom, which I'll be doing a video out. Not this week but maybe the week after um on the tc mimic mini Ooh. um I've, I've i've done a, like a couple of videos with it um it, on i've done like the no talk all time with it and it sounded sounded all right it sounded pretty decent again it's it's one of these pedals that i, I played it and i thought i think this might be brilliant 
it's not quite there yet, but I think it might be brilliant. I am still eagerly awaiting to see if my answers were right. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, so I've, I've given you a little bit of a... Um, a, a little bit of a sneak preview as to one of the things. So I've recorded two tracks for it. I've recorded like a kind of dad rock, like uh, kind of bluesy, bluesy track, um, comparing the mimic with actual multi-tracking to see if people can tell the difference. Uh, and uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, and I also did it. I'm kind of... Uh, kind of having a go at um at dave rage uh am guitar one of my mates because in his review of the pedal he said sounds like a cheap chorus uh so i'm kind of poking a little bit of fun at him by the third option in this is i'm comparing it to the original guitar track doubled with a chorus on it and seeing if anyone like (laughs) points that one out um but we'll see. And I've done it. So I've done... The first track I've done is basically just some, like, dad rock blues rhythm. And as Josh has said, like, he's had a he's had a little bit of a guess at it. Uh, I'm not saying whether he's right or wrong, but, I mean, it was really interesting. Um, like, especially because, like, Josh, self-confessed gear nerd and knows quite a bit about tone. So we shall see. I am interested to see the result because, again, I've heard many people say that if you're just running a, a solo rig and you're running it in front, it can be very um, equivalent to a chorus effect. And when I was listening to the clips that you were putting, um, given us, and I was like, I think I can tell, but yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, and I've I've got it on record as to what you've guessed as well, so I can I can say for sure exactly what you what you suggested. Um, the way I'm running it, I'm not running it directly into the front. I'm running it how TC suggests to run it, which is basically in the effects loop. Um, but I'm doing it. It's basic. It's it's doing it as a uh, as a series. Uh, circuit i'm not running it in like a dual amp setup where i've got just the affected going to one and the unaffected going to another i'm running it as a as a like almost like a mono track uh so if those um suggestions like if the uh, if the complaints about the pedal are founded then it doesn't have the um single triple double toggle switch does it it literally just has the three controls if i remember rightly that is correct yeah so you've basically you've got uh you've got a tightness control which is essentially how drunk your second guitarist is um and then <laughs> and then you've got like the effect level and your standard guitar level so you can mix in both depending what i've done for the uh for the the demo for this i've put them both up to full so you get basically like a, an equal split of both of the guitar signals, yeah. Like you would in a if you were recording like multi-tracking a um, a track for a like a recording, you would run both tracks, same panning, and you'd have equal volumes on both because it's the width of the the differences between the. I've just hit my microphone. There. The width of the differences between the two 
like the variances between the two uh, two signals, which gives the width rather than like offsetting the volume, because that can like start fucking with phase issues and stuff. Uh, so I've tried to keep it as scientific as uh, like as true to like what you how you'd multi-track a, gu- a guitar in a in a mix. Uh, but I've done that. I've done like a dad rock version, and then I've done pretty brutal metal version as well. Because um, I've got like le- almost like, like lead lines going over the top. I ain't fucking Randy Rhodes, so I'm not about to be ripping a solo and then multi-tracking that. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's like multi-tracked um, lead lines. Um, so that will be out soon, and I'm really interested to see if people can actually point out like the difference. Like if people could, if because in my mind, I think this pedal sounds good enough to trick people into thinking it's a multi-tracked guitar signal. Plot twist, he didn't actually use the pedal at all. Yeah, I mean, no, it's all, all multi-tracked. <laughs> yeah, it was just however many drinks he'd had in between each take. That's it. I, I was uh, up, in, up in the tightness control using a can of Guinness. <laughs> um, <laughs> believe it or not, not the first time I've done that horse recording. Um but yeah, so that's that should be coming out soon. I've not recorded any of the voiceover, like talk to camera stuff yet, but fingers crossed it'll be out soon. Um, I did mention we'd have a little bit of a, a quiz, and we will do that. We will do that because we're, we're at an hour, but I reckon we can. Right, so um, quick fire quiz. That's it. Quick fire. Um, Toman very recently have released a list of the top uh, top twenty five. Um, like best-selling guitars on their website, and the top twenty-five um, guitar pedals. Um, these pedals include like multi-effects pedals as well, like like big multi-effects units. Um, it's not just individual stumps. So I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest we have a have a crack at see if we can men- like, see if we can think of what you think the top five uh guitars would be and and you've got to you've got to keep into your mind consider this list was released by toman okay i mean there's there's gonna be harley benton in there somewhere there is definitely a harley benton okay how many do you reckon out of the top five how many do you reckon are gonna be harley top five yeah three nah okay Nah. not in the top not in the top five no way Okay. Uh, I I would say one. I would honestly just say one. Josh, you've you've got it right. There is one. There is one. Harley Benton. The other four. Okay. I think I'm. I'm I think. Is there a solar in there? <laughs> There's a solar. Look out of out of the entire year of 2021. Uh, number two, I'm going to say number two was a Chapman. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one, but no, like really, oh, is it not really, really, really? Like the this top five is so unbearably. I thought I saw it, and I could have swore the Chapman ML2 special run that Toman did was on there. It, it might be, it might be within the top ten or top twenty. I only 
I've only written down the top five. The t- the other four in the top five are so incredibly obvious. Um, they are so- Epiphone it- slash yeah, Squire Squire Strat. So Ollie Ollie has got number four there, the Squire Strat pack. So the the pack that you get with the guitar, the amp, a cable, and the shittest plectrum you've ever used. Uh, <laughs> well, if it's anything like the one that I got. Uh, which I still still have. I picked mine up for something like 100 and, 140 quid. They are going now for 230. That shows how long ago you got it. <laughs> and, and absolutely. But I think it is still a banging deal. Um, Yo, I got my first guitar pack from Argos. Nice. Yeah. I, I almost <laughs> oh, did, yeah. actually. I almost did. I, but I, I decided did. I'd go for the... Uh, I like I'd, I'd spring that little bit of extra money and get it from a guitar shop that I could try the guitar. Um, yeah, rather than a flat pack build it yourself job. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've still got my uncle. I'm going to go to what? Um, what what Josh said. You mentioned the Epiphone slash signature. I'm going to give you that, but it's not the Epiphone. It is the um, the Gibson Les Paul Standard slash for two. That wasn't. That was one of the top selling. One of the wow. top selling, two thousand eight hundred ish euros. The the Gibson Les Paul slash. Okay, um, they must have sold a hell of a lot of those. I mean, yes, uh, and it's so suggesting that Toman is. We've got three, indeed. We're missing two. There's got to be an Ibanez of some yeah. sort. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he's shaking they're doing his head. Cheap Gem, the, no, it's, there's Gem Junior. No, 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 no. There's absolutely ah. there's like think so 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 it's, obvious. Like you, you got you're on the right lines with. You've had a Harley Benton for 150 quid. Uh, you've got a Squire Strat Pack for 230 quid. What are those other like absolute beginner guitars that you always see? And and think a little bit outside the box here. We're not all necessarily thinking. I'm going to go like the like the LTD Vintage. LTD 10 series. Yeah, LTD is not a bad shout. No, no. Well, I'm going to I'm going to give you these because I I don't think we're going to get any further with this. The was so uh, the uh, in at number five was the Fender CD fifty. Uh, sorry, CD sixty, which is that sing, single cut acoustic Fender that you all like. Can we, you didn't tell us there was an acoustic guitar in there. <laughs> it's not yeah, I, I say we strike. I mean, you can you can strike all you like. Um, and the other one, the other one on the on the top list was another Gibson Les Paul standard. It was a Gibson what? Les Paul standard sixties. Oh, that's fair. That is quite nice. Um, so, out of the top five, essentially, you've got two Fenders, you've got two Gibsons, and then. You've got a Harley Benton in the Toman top list, um, which, to be fair, like 150 quid. It's the vintage telly, so it's like a blonde. Uh, in fact, it, it, I think it was natural finished telly with like vintage tint neck, very very vintage spec Telecaster for, for like 150 euros. That's not bad. I mean, no wonder that one sold a hell of a lot. Yeah. Right. So. This is this is where we're gonna go. I've got I've got written down the top ten uh, best uh, 
best-selling pedals of the year. And you said that multi-effect things are in. Multi-effect are in. Helix Stomp. So the HX Stomp, HX Stomp is there. HX Stomp is a lot lower than I thought it would be, but the, it is number five. Oh, what's it called? The the Boss, not the GT, not the GT Core, like the, the more GT budget one. one. GT1? GT1 didn't make it. Think think Ooh. again. This is Toman's list. Is there the um the Moore Moore GE seven? Not the Moore one. Like but Harley, yeah, Harley Benton, Benton Harley Benton did a version of it, the, the DNA yeah. GIT. Yes, that's on the list. That is number six. They just released like a, a bit a slightly bigger version of it. It looks pretty cool. But it does look not too bad at yeah. so. Cool. Yeah. Um uh, right. pedals there's going to be i reckon there's going to be a boss sd1 not the sd1 no polytune oh no i don't Cr- B- boss chromatic T- tune it has to be there there's no. got to be a tuner on the top 10 there's not a t- so there's there's very much a, a trend for the top 10 like aside from like one or two of the thing of the pedals, you're talking multi effects units, and you're talking another type of pedal. Um, Fuzz. It, no, it's like a very very specific type of pedal. Think about the kind of person who would be buying the Fender CD60. What pedal? Chorus. Blues. Uh, blues drive. With a BD2. With, a, <laughs> with a, an acoustic guitar. Reverb. Oh, Acoustic, okay. So think, think like people are buying the CD60 because they want to be like Ed Sheeran, right? Oh, loop pedal. Looper. Looper. So boss, loop, boss loop's going to be on there. Okay, so we've got we've got the RC5 and we've got the RC500. We've also got the Digitech Trio on that list. So three out of the top ten are basically oh, okay. loop pedals. That's, that's kind of disappointing, isn't it? it yeah. It is a little bit. But it tells you exactly kind of what people are like, what kind of gear people are buying. That on the top five, there's an acoustic guitar, and within the top ten pedals, there are three looper pedals. It suggests that there are a wave of, of young guitarists wanting to try that Ed Sheeran thing and fail miserably. I mean, <laughs> whether or not they fail miserably, it takes a lot of fucking skill to do what he It does, to be fair. Your timing's got to be pretty spot on. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that that tells you that there's one type of one type of guitarist that's that's out there buying this uh, buying this kind of gear. We've also we've hit on a few of the multi effects units. We've done hang on, we've done one and we've on two. Quad Cortex is number one. Oh it is it's number one. I, I was thinking the quad, but I was like, I, I don't know. You were, you were thinking it, but you didn't say it. Because I, I didn't think it would actually have been that big of a top seller, be, purely because the they price. were struggling to get the numbers yeah, out for them. I see, yeah. They were literally, they were selling out as soon as they came in, weren't they? Yeah. But there you go. I mean, that tells you, tells you all you need to know. It's top seller. It is the quad cortex. We've got another one and, and a half and another half kind of. Um, one is definitely a multi-effects unit. The other one kind of sits on the fence. The third one, Ollie mentioned earlier. So kind of it, it goes along with that kind of silent rig kind of thing. It's not like the Katana Air or something like that that they've put in the 
wrong category by no, not not the katana air we're talking pedals but it's not really a pedal so it's a pedal that's not a pedal that's good isn't it i'm giving you such a fucking clue oh um hotone hot one no, not the hot the one ek. i mentioned it earlier you did your band used them so you don't band- don't don't think pedals, but think like amp. Oh, um, captors. Captor X is on that list. I don't know why it is, but what? but like in terms whoever, of whoever made this fucking list needs their head looking at who the <laughs> fuck who the fuck is putting that under a top selling guitar pedal for fuck's sake? It's not like you can stick it on your pedal board, is it? You know what though, I I think I I would be more inclined to agree with it. Because it has got, it's not only has it got like the built in, like two note cab sim stuff, you can also have the preamp um, stuff in with it as well. If it's anything like Not on the Captor X, you can't. Uh, uh, can you not? No. Oh, is it, that has only the cap- be, it has to be used. Um, if you don't have it, if you use it with something impedanced other than an amp, it will damage it. So oh, you yes. can't go direct into it. No. You have to, it has to go through an amp. But does it not have the, um, the the preamp modes that are built into the the M plus? It has the power amp stuff, but not the preamp stuff like the cab. Uh, so that the cab M is the only one that has the preamp. Oh man! Oh well, there you go. But there you go. Uh, where else so, would you put it? Because it's not an amplifier. Are we, are we missing one more? There's yeah, one yeah. More. There's there's one more. Um, it's re- like a really odd one. It's a really like in like in comparison to like the quad cortex, the HX stomp, even even the DNA geoto. I suppose it's closest to that. Think of is like it gonna, is it is like it, the um I was, uh, Mua IR loader or something like that? I was gonna say the Strymon Iridium because everybody's been banging on about Strymon Iridium's on there. Yes, Strymon Iridium is on there. That's the kind of half pedal, half multi effects okay. kind of thing. Um, the other multi effects think. If the Harley Benton DNA GIT or the Moor was made by one of the companies that you'd expect, like one of the big companies you'd expect to make something like that. Oh, uh, Plethora. Not not Plethora, not Plethora. Roland. So... Roland. Not, not Roland either, no, no. No, that's what I thought Ali said. I was like, Roland? I was like, yeah. what? They do not, No, no, not like, uh, not like uh, Boss GT, anything that... So, before you had the HX stomp, what do you have? Like, before the Helix stuff, Line 6 were known for the... Pod. Okay. Is it the pod? Is it the, the little pod bean? Not the pod bean, but the pod go. The, um... I, say, I, I swear I said pod go. We'll, we'll check, the, uh, check the VAR on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the top, top 10 pedals of... 2021 quad cortex number one podgo number two rc 500 number three hoff two number four which is like out of the blue but i understand it uh hx stomp number five uh dna git is number six rc five is number seven strymon iridium is number eight Digitech Trio Plus is number nine, and the Captor X, which isn't even a fucking pedal, is number ten. Uh, <laughs> I am genuinely surprised that there's nothing like a tube screamer in that yeah. top ten. 
I'm genuinely surprised at that. Like something from the JHS 3 series or something done like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's like, just I, the sheer fact that they are they don't get like peaking numbers, but they get consistent numbers. Yeah. I can understand say like the HX stomp and yeah. the loopers because they are things that you put on your pedalboard like the quad cortex, but um, um, nah, I can't get past that fucking stupid Captor X being on there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if they would have said, if they would have said that, is it the torpedo cab? Yeah, uh, the cab. You know, you know the little tiny pedal that's got the little blue screen on it. I forgot what it's called. Is, is, is it the cab M? Yeah, the cab M plus. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The, yeah, if that was on there, then I'd say fair enough because a lot of people do use that on their pedal boards. No one's sticking a fucking load box on their pedal. No, no, they're sticking it at the back no. of their arm. Um, uh, I'm going to, as much as I'd love to, like, absolutely rip this list a new one um, and, and kind of dissect it a little bit more, I think it's it would be pertinent for us to do a tiny little five-minute speculation on a bit of the news here. Um, this is the news that I think that we need to mention this week. Um, so, on... John Mayer's Instagram account and the PRS social media. Uh, okay, look, save, save it five minutes, boys, and you can do that all you like. Uh, so, on their on their Instagram account, uh, the, there was like a, a little red block saying "se" and then "save the day," uh, save the date. Sorry, um, PRS uh, are going to give you an STD. A couple, <laughs> a couple of months back on Blacksmith Strings Insta was a picture of an a silver sky and then accidentally, quote-unquote, there was like a shipping label and it had PT Court on it. Yeah, I saw that. Um, now, I'm going to make a very early suggestion that if there is going to be this PRS John Mayer thing, it's going to be three things that's going to come out of this. One, I think it could possibly be the best-selling guitar of 2022, quite possibly. Two, Instagram is going to be fucking full of 17, 18-year-old people that think they can play neon perfectly, getting their PRSC <laughs> 245 fucking John or, Mayer model out. Or the intro from Gravity Live in LA. Yeah, exactly. Like, There's going to be shit tons of that, that guitar on Instagram yeah. and yep. on Facebook. And three, there's going to be a sudden influx of people going, oh, isn't John Mayer brilliant? Because I've never heard of, oh, I don't know what a John Mayer signature is. And then they all of a sudden <laughs> find live in LA and then that city is the best thing since sliced bread. And well, there's going to be an I'm, influx of John, people who are too cool to like John Mayer, so they actively hate him for no reason other than it's cool to hate him. I mean, it, that's, that's Lee. It is, it is damn cool to, to hate on John Mayer. Um, I'm gonna, I I'm, fucking love him. I, I think he's so I, I underrated. Saw him. He was one of my last gigs before COVID. Nice. I'm, I'm going to pull you up here, though. Live in LA, not as good as Trio. Like, Trio is... Oh, it's fair. Yeah, I'll give you John Mayer Trio is pretty nice. Yeah, uh, I... Yeah, I would agree that but that live in LA has become so iconic, especially yeah, for yeah. Gravity and Slow Dancing. Yeah. Those two are just like... Yeah, although league. they're not the best songs on there, which is like... No, wait until... That, that version of Wait Until Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. 
they're, yeah. they're they're the iconic songs, but they're not the best songs on there. Yeah, he has songs where he does such an awesome job. Mm. Like to be fair, stop this train. I tried to learn learn it. I got into like one bar of it, and I was like, Nah, fuck this, <laughs> yeah, fuck this noise. I had, I had fuck to go at one... this noise. I want to get I had off. To go at, um... I tried uh, Neon as well and gave up with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. Even, I tried Why Georgia. That was good. I could get the I could get the shapes. The shapes were fine, but trying to do the the I could not get yeah. that pattern down at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's great. What an album that is, though. And then you sing and play it at the same time. Absolutely not. Absolutely not, not Mr. Mayor. No, no. Um, I'd be too busy, like. Yeah, what the fuck? Like sweating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um. So I, I think you, I think you were I think you probably nailed nailed a little bit of the the backlash that we're gonna get with this. There is gonna yep. be there's gonna be an absolute influx of people who can now afford that guitar, um, who are gonna be flooding social media with, <laughs> um, like like you say the thirteen and fourteen year old uh, versions of like badly tuned bends and and the sad thing is the sad thing is that 14 15 16 year old kids are going to put this out and all of a sudden girls pants are going to drop like obviously i hope that they're over consent engage everybody that's listening but the stupid thing is is they're going to play the first little bit of gravity mess it up and people are going to go oh so amazing Get 100,000 followers on Instagram, and there's the hardworking people that are doing fucking six string sweeps in three different modes, and yet people just go, but it's not John Mayer, though. <laughs> I mean, can you play Wonderwall? This is, uh, I mean, it's old man shouts at Cloud. It's like, it's, it's, it's going that direction, isn't it? It is going that direction. Uh, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I know what you mean. Like, there, there's. Like a bunch of people who put shit loads of effort into like creating the best kind of stuff that they can do and pushing themselves musically and, and so on I, and so forth. And I will put this view out there, but there's somebody that I think I'm not gonna say on the podcast because I think it should, I shouldn't put it on the podcast. But I'm gonna say once we finish filming, I'm gonna say out who is the most horrifically overrated guitar player. At the moment, and everybody likes the fucking brown nose, the cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, what do you do with that? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do with it? Um, but yeah, so uh, old man shouts at cloud. I'm it trying is, to think who that would be now. <laughs> I mean, we we'll, in in a couple of minutes we'll find it. Anyway, so I reckon uh, we we should probably wrap it, but. Yeah. I, I'm just going to start shouting you for <laughs> that's it yeah, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm gonna, stop the train I'm stop do the train a, a price speculation on go the on SC go on let's stuff. do yeah, let's do a, a quick I'm going to go 1100 pounds oh uh, as much as I would like to think it will be like 849 eight, yeah kind of 850 900 at a push like 899 at a push I think you're probably right Ollie I think they have held on to it so long that people are like they're foaming at the mouth for this cheaper version that they will be willing to go over that grand mark. And the re- the reason that I'm saying that is because it's completely different from every other SE, so they can get away with it. 
there's not a lower priced version of that on the PRS market. So if someone wants a three single coil PRS new, they're going to have to pay for that one. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. I like if I was being optimistic, I would hope for a seven four nine. If <laughs> I think Josh is a. I mean, he's, he's broken. Um, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. I like if I was being optimistic, I would. I would hope seven four nine would be the price mark. If I was being realistic, I think eight four nine. If I'm honest with myself, eleven hundred is probably where it will sit, and people will buy it. People, yeah, will it's going it. to be. It's going to be in the top end of the SEs along with like the the hollow body. Okay, next week's podcast i think we will get we'll get a an actual prize on this one because it it releases tomorrow uh tomorrow when this podcast comes out so but oh i I got really excited then i thought it was tomorrow's in no no by the time that this comes out because this comes out on the 10th it will be released tomorrow so we will find out some more information wouldn't it be horrible to find out that it's not the silver sky it's like (laughs) one thing i want more than the, the silver sky Go on. That's the Mark Lettieri model. Bless you. That's a that's a step above the Silver Sky for me. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll have to wait for next week to see what it is, but I imagine it will probably be a, a Silver Sky. Wouldn't it be horrible if it was like a, a parlor acoustic with uh, <laughs> just John Mayer's signature all over it? What if it's it? a What if it's a Super Eagle? What if it's an SE Super Eagle? I mean, no, it's not going to be. It's not going to be them. Ollie Miles. Um, but that's where we're going to wrap it for this week. We will stop the speculation. We've <laughs> thrown, our, thrown our predictions out there. We'll see what comes of it. It has been a wonderful cast. It has been, it's, been, it's been good to be back. Yeah, I'm sorry indeed. I'm a grumpy bastard. I started 2022 the way I went to finish it. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Carry on. Carry on. Um, so... It's it's always a pleasure to to hang out with you uh, audio people, and if you want to give us a little bit of extra support, a little little something something, go on. It's a new year. Yeah, make it rain, make it Neptune rain. Uh, so for as little as two dollars a month, you can be a Patreon supporter, and those people are the extra special, super cool kids. They are as follows: Mr. Andrew Bimson. Check him out on the the podcast a couple of weeks ago um we have got mr adam yeomans we have got mr doug christ of 37 effects of masters of the cinematic universe and of the just surprise me podcast we have got mr hugh g rection hey (laughs) exactly we have got mr ben fletcher of fletcher pickups and we have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and of the Second Button podcast. I am a fan. I'm a, to be fair, I listen to all of Doug's uh, Doug stuff as well. So none of our Patreons put a half-assed version of Gravity on Instagram. No, and for that I appreciate. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I, I got fully a day have... off work. <laughs> Come on, and I'm going to send it Only. to Josh. <laughs> do like do really bad bends on it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh terrible um so if you want to catch me online it is facebook.com instagram.com youtube.com slash budget pedal chap 
YouTube is the home to the No Talk Alternative series, and occasionally you will find me on the pedal boards of Doom YouTube channel as well. Joshy ZK, tell us where we can find you. Joshy ZK on YouTube, or you can type in for Corona Mortis on your Instagram, and you can find me there. And you can also find us there at the Guitar Geeks Podcast. Yeah, boy. And Ollie, it is time for you. For in such a long time ago, it's since you've done this, plug some shiz, my friend. I said normally it would have been Ollie Miles music, but I have transcended. So now it's We Are Neptune Rain. Uh, uh, that is which, the place. Which social media platform do we find that? All of them. <laughs> there you go. So LinkedIn, Every... We Are Neptune. Yeah, yeah. OnlyFans, LinkedIn. Indeed, Spot, I mean, we're on. Say we're on Spotify. We're on all the normal streaming services. We're on. They've got the blue all, tick. Yeah, we got the blue tick on everything. Like it's we 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 try and look professional, even though we're really just idiots playing music. So ain't that what we all is? Yeah. So like, come and check us out. We are Neptune Rain. Faux show. It's good fun. So that is where we're going to wrap it this week. From myself, Mister Budget Pedal Chap. From, oh my gosh, it's Josh. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. That's oh, it. Damn, Bye, you Matt. my line. And from Mr. <laughs> o- do that. From Mr. Ali Miles. Go on. No. Hi, Matt. It will be a tatty bite and good night for this week. My wife, my wife, my wife, is leaving me because of my obsession with video games. What a stupid thing to fall out for. Shut up. <laughs> Come on. Shut up. <laughs> oh, dear. Right.